It's time. It's time. The day is here. It is February 1st. Chris Beard is back in Lubbock. Texas Tech. Texas. Tonight, 8 o'clock, we preview the game, give you our keys to what Texas Tech needs to do to a win, and so much more coming up on today's Locked On Texas Tech. Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to a special live edition of Locked On Texas Tech, a member of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm Ryan Mainville. I cover Texas Tech for the Dallas Morning News, and I'm joined by my co-host, Emery Lida, a longtime Texas Tech analyst and writer. Today, man, nothing else to talk about besides the uh, the one game that's happening in Lubbock. And I, I've got to say, man, these past three days have been insane uh there's just been so much happening so much going on outside so much so much noise so much excitement so much emotion um i'm i'm just at a loss of words at this point um i'm i'm not even sure what else i can say but all i know is that it'll be absolute mayhem tonight at the USA yeah i mean this has been probably the longest 3 days i can remember in terms of just being a tech fan and seeing all the news cycle like so much has come out. Obviously, you've got all the students that have been camping the last couple of days and the stories that have gone along with that. You had whatever happened last night at shoot-around, which we still don't know. You had the entrance and the exit to shoot-around where tech fans surrounded the bus. I mean, just so much has gone on, and none of it really involves basketball, and that's kind of the crazy thing. And I mean, we've seen stories written about the relationship between Mark Adams and Chris Beard. We've seen people talking about not throwing objects at the game. We've seen people talking about, like, well, what's text your section going to be like? We've seen people wondering how the different players will respond, but none of it has anything to do with what's about to happen on the basketball court. And, I mean, I can't remember a time quite like this because there's just so much different added emotion going on. There's so much at play that has nothing to do with the X's and O's and the schemes and everything else that's going on against two really good basketball teams. It's just... I mean, this is a buildup that I have never seen before, and I think I'm really excited to actually get the game going. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for 8 o'clock to be here. Um, I, I just feel like today has just been so, so long. Every single minute has drug out. And, I mean, you mentioned the fact that basketball kind of gets lost here, and obviously there's a lot of emotions involved in this game um, from fans, from the staff, from the players that have, now played for each of these coaches, for players that haven't played for either of these coaches until this year. There's there's a lot going on. And, and I personally am going to be the last person to tell somebody how to feel, how to react. Obviously, we don't want anybody throwing stuff on, on the court or at anybody or breaking the law in any way. But if you're pissed off, I, I don't blame you. If you want to celebrate Chris Beard for some of the successful things that he brought to Texas Tech, I don't blame you. If you want to just go all in on Mark Adams and and say that he's the reason that this program has had success the last couple of years, I don't blame you. You're entitled to feel however you want. 
But all I know is that this is going to be a very emotional basketball game. I remember when I was, um, I attended the Tech Kentucky game um, a couple of years back as a student. And I just remember being in that environment and thinking, I will never see anything like this again. Like it was nuts. The buildup was crazy. It was highly anticipated. The arena was so, so loud. I remember the TJ, the TJ Tomahawk on the fast break. You could literally feel the arena shaking. And yeah, I, was, I was there too. It was crazy. And I just, um, I was in that moment, I was thinking I'll, I'll never experience something like this. And, and before this game has even tipped off, I think that there's been more emotion, more excitement, more buildup. I mean, this is just blowing everything out of the water. It, it is just, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say. It, it's remarkable. Yeah. I mean, that Kentucky game at the time, I thought that was about as hype of an environment as you're going to see in any basketball arena. I mean, obviously you have certain rivalries across the country that people get extremely hyped up for, but that Kentucky game was a special atmosphere, and yet it dwarfs in, in comparison to what this game has turned into. And you look at some of the games that Tech has had over the years. You had Trey Young coming to town on a weekday. You had the Kansas game day. You've had all of these big-time games at the USA, and yet, the buildup for this one just absolutely dwarfs anything that we've seen. Like, I mean, you've had, obviously you've had students that have been camping out in the past, but in this case, just having it start basically from the halftime of the Mississippi state game. And really even before then, like Mississippi state was basically just like a kind of a speed bump along the way. But for the last week or so, it's just been all about getting ready for the Texas game and what's going to happen. And Obviously, playing in the environment and seeing how the actual game goes is going to be important. But in terms of just the coverage and sort of the hype around this game, like tonight could just match the Kentucky environment from an actual like, basketball standpoint and from an actual crowd standpoint. And it would still be nothing compared to the amount of publicity and the amount of just outright chaos and support that's been going around for Tech and, and then the Tech community. And I think a lot of people are going to view this sort of game and the surrounding PR around it as a negative. But I think in a lot of ways, it shows that there's really nowhere else in the country right now that has anywhere anywhere near this environment. And obviously, Chris Beard coming back after his unceremonious departure and everything that's gone with that plays a lot into it. But at the same time, you have to say that the crowd support and the support of tech students, tech alum, tech fans and everything in between, like it's. I mean, it's a monumental day for the program, and considering the amount of eyes that are going to be on it tonight, I think that it's a real opportunity to show just how crazy Tech's environment can get and just how good of a basketball team has been built down here. Yeah, I mean, I think you're exactly right, and I'm, I'm with you a lot. I thought you kind of alluded to a good point here. This is by no means Texas Tech Super Bowl. This is not the most important game that Texas Tech has ever played in. This is not the most important game that they will play in. This might be one of the most emotional games that they've played in as a program, just given what's happening. And and it might be the most emotional game that's ever played. I mean, I know that the Longhorns will obviously be back in town next year, but just the rawness of this, this being, you know, the first game, not even a year since Chris Beard was still coaching Texas Tech like this, this may never, we may never see this much emotion again, and it would be completely warranted. But in terms of basketball, man you mentioned it you've got to be able to compose yourself and play in this environment it's going to be really really tough I think um just just given what I I think I would be like in a basketball player in that environment I'd be really excited 
really emotional, probably try to do a little bit too much on offense, be really aggressive on defense. You know, there's there's a potential for technical fouls. But, I mean, the narrative of this basketball game is really interesting. Storylines aside, and you just look at the basketball aspect. Because coming into the preseason, you know, Texas was highly regarded, highly spoken of, preseason top five, landed a bunch of transfers. Texas Tech was going to be the team that was rebuilding under an, an old guy who had never been a power five head coach before. And now it's kind of flipped. You know, Texas Tech has exceeded expectations. They, they've they climbed the rankings. They, they've, you know, they've beaten number one Baylor. They've beaten Kansas. Texas has been lackluster. And you're sitting here on February 1st. Both teams have the same record. Both teams have the same conference record. Both teams are tied in the conference rankings. And I wouldn't say that their resumes are identical by any means. But on paper... This is kind of strange and and not what I think I would have been expecting in, say, September, October. Yeah, if you wanted to say that this was Tech Super Bowl going into the season and, well, sure, there might be other games that were ranked higher and had like more tournament implications, you could understand that because it was thought that Tech would be going through a rebuilding year. Certainly outside of the program, there are a lot of assumptions that this would be kind of a down year for Tech. And on the flip side, Texas would be some top 10 team coming into Lubbock. And obviously you would still have all the emotions coming in here. But now, I mean, in terms of pure basketball, this is another game in the Big 12 against a team that isn't the best that you're going to set up but or the best team that you're going to play. But certainly you can still say that the emotions are there. But in terms of a basketball team, I think that you have to look at this as this is a game that you should be able to win on paper. And I mean, the environment, it just throws so much of an unknown into things because on one hand, you have the home court advantage, which is going to be absolutely nuts, regardless of what the crowd ends up doing and how that goes. You know that everyone's going to be there. It's going to be as crazy of an environment as Tech is going to play in all season. But with that comes an unknown, and I think that that adds just a whole lot of intrigue to this game. And certainly coming into the season, it would have been expected that Texas would be the favorite in this game. But like you mentioned, the scripts have flipped, and I think that there's a lot of intrigue in, in this game from a basketball standpoint that's probably going to get drowned out a little bit by just the chaos of what's going on with the crowd and how people are reacting. But certainly it's worth mentioning. And at the end of the day, this is another crucial game in the Big 12. I mean, as soon as tip-off happens, and as long as nobody is stupid, the only thing that matters for the next two and a half hours is basketball. So we'll have to see what happens. And I want to get into our keys to a Texas Tech victory. But first, a word from our sponsors. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen every day. And also your first listen before Texas Tech and Texas play each other in the USA. Going to be a crazy game. We, we've mentioned a lot of the emotions. I'm still trying to wrap my head around how I feel about a lot of this game. But regardless, um, like I mentioned, you, you want to leave tonight with a victory more than anything else. And so what Texas Tech has to do to be successful is obviously to be determined in the next couple of hours, but I've got a couple of guesses. And I think really my, my number one key to the game is make anybody but Timmy Allen beat you. I mean, Texas Tech, they're going to play at a snail's, snail's pace. Excuse me, Texas will play at a snail's pace. Texas Tech will try to interrupt that rhythm, try and go a little bit fast on the break, try and you know disrupt possessions by forcing heavy on-ball pressure, creating turnovers, not letting the Longhorns get to the basket easily. Um, but if you're Texas Tech, got to make anybody besides Timmy Allen beat you. And And there are guys on this roster that can. Like I'm just I'm just saying that as a transparent basketball analyst. This team has has good good players on it. I mean, you've got Marcus Carr, you've got Ramey, Jones, Mitchell, Bishop. There there are guys on this team that can put the ball in the basket. But what we've seen from Texas this season is that so much of their offense revolves around getting the ball to Allen and letting him work down low. And if you're Texas Tech, you just cannot allow that. And Mark Adams has the resume of slowing down these teams that try to operate out of the post and away from the perimeter. He's done it this season and a couple of times in the past. But above all else, you, you've got to force anybody other than Timmy Allen to put points on the board for Texas. Yeah, I think offensively, just being able to kind of attack a tex- Texas defense that's maybe lacking a little bit of wings, for me, that's one of the biggest keys because this, is, this team's built a lot like some of the other teams that you've faced this year. You've got them playing a three big lineup at times, which is certainly unique. Um, but a team that this Texas team reminds me of is Providence. And I think in that game, having the wings being able to be efficient and create offense was a real key. And you had TJ Shannon, obviously, at full strength in that one. So that might be a bit of big difference tonight. But certainly, offensively, getting able, being able to get to the rim, because I certainly think that the te- Texas bigs are more than capable of holding their own on the inside. I think that's maybe a misconception that some people have had, because – Certainly Timmy Allen and um, Disu and also um, Christian Bishop, all three of those guys have the ability to play a good interior defense. But if they have, if you're able to get drives from the wings and finish at the rim well, then that's going to help you quite a bit. But certainly on the defensive side of things for Tech, I think it all revolves around just being able to put a lot of pressure on the post. Texas, when they've gone to the big lineup, has struggled with turnovers. The last three games in particular, you've had two of the three have been extremely high from a turnover percentage standpoint. And it's something Trey Mitchell struggled with at times. It's something that Timmy Allen, he's a pretty good passer out of the post. And But given how much that they rely on him, it's something where if you can create pressure both on the entry passes and on him as soon as he catches, that's going to create some issues for their offense. And then additionally, I think just being able to rotate well and not make any fundamental mistakes on those rotations. I mean, you've got – Andrew Jones and Ramey and certainly Jace Fevers, all of them are capable three-point shooters, but they've all been streaky at points. And if you can limit those guys and keep their looks to to end up being kind of more of the guarded catch-and-shoot, not really good looks, and that's going to help out a lot. Because at the end of the day, you've got Marcus Carr, who's really good at creating for himself, and you've got Ramey, who's 
shown good potential, but it, but outside of that, their guard situation isn't great from the standpoint of being able to get to the rim and finish effectively. So just being able to guard the post well and not give up easy threes to guys that can get hot, that's going to be, to me, the key. And I think if you can do that, then the pace that Texas plays will kind of forces their hand into not being much of a transition team. So if that's the case, then you're really talking about just being able to limit them in the half court. And just not making mistakes is something that I think Texas – that tech can do and sort of just limiting Texas. Yeah. And I mean, that's a big, big caveat in this game. Cause like you mentioned, I'm, I'm not overly concerned with the ability of Texas to shoot the three and in other games where Texas tech has played teams like that this season. I've been really confident in saying, Hey, Mark Adams is executing a scheme that is working perfectly against these teams and nobody's been able to counter it. But with these other teams, I haven't really felt like there's been an abundance of capable shooters. That's the case with Texas. There are guys on this roster that can make shots. Now, granted, as you mentioned, they haven't done it consistently this season. They're shooting just 33.5% as a team this year that's top 200 in the nation. That's nothing flashy. That's not a team that's going to burn you from behind the arc. But there are guys that can make shots. And you're going to be devoting a lot of attention to Timmy Allen and Marcus Carr. Um, but you can't let guys like Ramey, like Ramey had a had a monster game against Tennessee. I went back and watched that today. Just a really, really good game. You can't be letting guys like that um, get heated up and beat you. I mean, we remember last year when when Texas Tech took down Texas and Austin. That was that was the Longhorns' recipe for success was was getting the ball to those three guards and letting them do their thing. And granted, two very different teams now, but. It's another factor that can come into play. And and one more key to the game for me would just be breathe. And I know that it's like a very like simple. You might think that I do like yoga classes on the weekend, but like truly, if you are Texas Tech, do not let your emotions get the best of you. This is an emotional, emotional game for a lot of people, a lot of players, a lot of people on both benches. But if you're Texas Tech, don't let those emotions Get to you in a way that hurts your team or yourself. Now, you can channel those emotions in a way that'll be really helpful and really motivating. And I think we'll see a lot of that this tonight. Um, but Texas, when you're playing Texas, every possession matters. Every possession matters. With how slow this team plays and how good their defense has looked, especially the last three games, every possession matters. There are going to be guys that are going to want to play aggressive tonight. They're going to feed off the crowd. You you just can't have it tonight. No heat checks, no bad shots, no techs, no you know frustration fouls. Every possession counts. Breathe. I'm going to add to that, and I think that more specifically on the defensive end, it's just play within yourself. You know that Texas is not going to be a team that's going to beat you right off the drive. They don't have anyone that's really capable of just torching you from a driving to the rim standpoint. And they don't have any really elite shot creators. Marcus Carr can be a high volume scorer, but he's also someone that's been inefficient and really struggles at the rim. Courtney Ramey has had these inconsistent stretches and he's really at his best when he's able to play off the ball. Andrew Jones, same sort of deal. So defensively, the biggest mistake that I think tech can make is trying to be overly aggressive. Now that doesn't mean don't go for steals. Don't try to put, apply ball pressure but you can't afford to have these silly fouls against texas because 
this is a team that really hasn't scored over 60 or 65 consistently throughout the season. And they've had several of the Tennessee Oklahoma state style games versus a 52 51 type of final. And you don't want that to, to swing in their favor just because they were able to get 25 free throws. And I think that this is something that tech has at times been a little bit prone to making those sorts of errors this season. I mentioned the Providence game team is a some similar team to Texas in the way that they're built. And I think certainly Texas has better guards and probably worse swings than what Providence does, but the same, same sort of strategy applies. And at the end of the day, you can't afford to foul Texas as much as you fouled Providence. And certainly, I mean, I'm hoping to see a lot of energy and the on-ball defense that we've seen at times from tech has been sensational, but just not overdoing it because if Tech plays a disciplined game with the amount of wing defenders and guard defenders they have, Texas is going to struggle to score on the perimeter. And then you can just you can trust what Mark Adams has been able to cook up from a post from limiting post scoring. I mean, we've seen it countless times. We've seen him limit David McCormick, Nate Watson, Yudoka Azabuki, Derek Culver. Throughout the years, like just about any post score that he's come against, he stopped at least once. So just trust the game plan. Don't do anything stupid. And I think that defensively you have a good shot at containing them. And free throws are big in this one because I think that they're going to be really hard to make for both sides. For Texas, obviously, it's it's just going to be absolute mayhem. And that's been one of the best parts of the Longhorns offense is their ability to make free throws. But it it's just going to be a different environment tonight. And if you're Texas Tech, this is going to be the loudest game you play all year. And then it's going to be dead silent when you're at the free throw line. That's a big adjustment, and I think it's something to monitor especially considering Texas Tech's free throw struggles. Yeah, the other thing is Texas has, for whatever reason, had extremely good luck at the line defensively this year. And it was something that I would kind of looked at on Bartovic, but they're shooting, their opponents are shooting, I believe, 61% from the line. And I don't know how it happens. I don't know if it's just pure luck or if there's some sort of kind of fatigue that sets in. But certainly, like, Texas has a is a good free throw shooting team themselves are up around the 76% mark. And certainly I'd be shocked if they shoot over 75% tonight, just given all of the chaos that's been around this game and the amount of noise they're going to have to deal with. I mean, that's something that you don't even really see at final four type of games. Like the magnitude of this game in terms of the crowd noise is just going to be insane, but certainly, I mean, just not missing your free throws on tech side of things and just controlling it, taking a deep breath. I think that, if you can get an advantage in the line in this game with how slow Texas operates, that's going to be critical because when you're only playing 30, 32 possessions a half, you get an extra four or five points from the line. That's the difference in the game. And that uh, that's 61.6% that opponents are shooting at the free throw line against Texas is the lowest in the country. So maybe teams are, are just not used to uh, shooting free throws in an empty gym. But coming up, we will end our preview and predictions of texas with the grand finale our final score predictions this episode is brought to you by rock auto with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Rock Auto is also a family business serving do-it-yourself customers for over 20 years. 
Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer, so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. There's an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, grand finale, Texas, Texas Tech, the USA, Raiderville, the most insane pre pregame energy, excitement, emotion I've ever seen. I have no idea what the next five hours of my life will entail, but I know that it will be memorable as a Red Raider, regardless of what happens. Um, and so we've mentioned our keys to the game. I think stopping Timmy Allen is of the first most importance. I think that staying within yourself, not doing too much, not forcing possessions is pivotal. Making your free throws will be big. Making open shots will be big. Um, but we're in for a rock fight tonight, folks. And I, I hope that you are excited for a defensive contest because I would be very surprised if that's not what we see um, when this game tips off at 8 o'clock. And I'm going to predict that Texas Tech is going to win this game just like they've been able to do in most of their rock fights this season other than the Iowa State game where they only had two guys coming off the bench. I think it's going to be a defensive-heavy game. I'm really, really intrigued to see what Texas will do with their starting lineup because I don't think that they can continue to run the three-big lineup that they've run the past three games. I think that Tech will just abuse that. Um, But defensive-heavy there's going to be a lot, a lot of defense in this game. Um, probably probably reminiscent of that Tennessee game a little bit, which I know a lot of people wish they never wanted to watch again. But um, just it's just going to be a defensive fight tonight. Every possession will count. Um, but I do think that Texas Tech has the better chances in that style of game. So I'm going to pick the Red Raiders winning this one. 56-52. to 52, Very low-scoring contest. Very, very low-scoring contest. But... Um, I, I trust Texas Tech to play good defense in this game. I think they have the personnel to match up really well. I don't think that there's an overwhelming strength on this Texas roster that exploits an overwhelming weakness on Texas Tech's roster. So, oh man, that's my prediction. I don't feel great about it. I feel good about a Texas Tech win. Um, I'm terrified to know what would happen if Texas Tech lost, but... Um, yeah, that, that's what I'm sticking with at a six thirty, an hour and a half from tip. Man, I have not thought about the possibility of Tech losing this game because if it happens, it is going to be utter chaos, and I don't think anyone's mentally prepared for that, and I'm not either. So I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick Tech to win in this one. I think it's going to be a close game. I mean, Texas has a lot of talent, specifically defensively, and. I mean, I'm interested as well to see what they do on the lineup side of things because certainly a three-big lineup, if they run that for more than about eight to ten minutes, it's going to be exploited by what Tech can do offensively, especially with the, with the amount of drivers that they have on the roster. The ability to play a lineup with a guy like Riley Wilson, Adonis Arms, and Davion Warren all at the court on the court at one time, and potentially even if TJ Shannon's able to go, that's another driver that you can have. So I can't see them being able to run the three big lineup. But on the other side of things, I mean, 
their offense is going to be critical in this game. If they get a lot of open threes, that's going to be their avenue to being able to win. I think it's dependent on text rotations defensively, and I have hope that they'll be locked in and this will be a really good game for them on the defensive side of things. But if it isn't, that's the avenue where I think Texas can win. I can't see Timmy Allen having a huge game. I just think that this is one of the things that Mark Adams is best at. And, I mean, I think for that reason, it's going to be pretty low scoring. I'm not sure if I'm willing to go as low as you did. I think that there's going to be a lot of free throws just because the refs are going to do whatever they can to make sure that this doesn't get out of hand because the tensions are going to be extremely high, whether it be from the crowd or just from the players. But I've got faith in Tech winning this one. I think I'd rather not think about what happens if they don't, but I'm going to pick them to win 61 to 55. And I think that it's going to be one of those games where maybe in the first half it starts out really slow. And I could actually see Texas getting a little bit of a jump just because of how amped up Texas crowd is going to be and just because of how much energy is going to be going through the players. But I think over time you're going to see the actual basketball strength that they have on the roster take over. And certainly this has been a real strength for Tech this year is being able to withstand runs from other teams at, at home and pull away. And certainly we saw it in the Kansas game where they were able to withhold every single Kansas run. And we saw it against Iowa State and Oklahoma State. Those were two close games near the half, and they were able to pull away. So I don't think they're going to be able to pull away to blow out one per se, but it's going to get a little bit of distance. And Tech's going to be able to get a comfortable win, not one where you're having to sort it out all the way to the last possession. That's the hope. That's the hope, and I think that the Red Raiders do have the personnel to match up well. Um, just so much emotion and energy around this game. You just never know what will happen. As we speak, students are piling into the USA. We are an hour and a half away from what I'm sure will be one of the craziest basketball games I ever watch in my entire life. And I just, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. We will be back after the game to recap what happened. Um, hopefully we'll be talking in a positive manner about a Texas Tech victory in a defensive rock fight. But, um, man, thank you, Alan, Jose, Wade, for listening, tuning in. Jose, I wish that we could have done a, a live podcast set up outside of the USA, but I'm not sure that we would have been able to get a much productive audio out of that. would have been absolutely nuts, but... Thank you to all who tuned in live and who are listening to this after the fact. Um, be sure to follow us wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review wherever you listen. Helps us out a lot. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at LBK. You can follow Emery at Eraser41. And you can follow the official Locked On Texas Tech Twitter page at Locked On TTU. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen every day. And be sure to make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thanks for joining us, especially you, Sydney. And we will see you after the game.